and go to okay so we're reading from judges chapter 9 from verse 8 so the olive tree this is verse 9 but the olive tree said unto them should i leave my fatness wherewith by me um they honor god and man and go to be prompted over the trees and the trees said to the fig tree come thou and reign over us but the fig tree said unto them, should I forsake my sweetness and my good fruit and go to be promoted over the trees? Then the trees onto the vine, come thou and reign over us. And the vine said to them, should I leave my wine, which carries a man, and go to be trees unto and reign over us and by you? Then come and put your trust in my shadows of Lebanon. Um, so this, okay, so, um, so that scripture in Judges, um. from um, verse 8, from verse 8 up to 15. So what we see happening here, they were looking for who to reign over them. As you may look at it, we, the readers, looking at it from the, having a full view, you know, as seeing it as, oh, this was an opportunity, you know, for honor. But in the time where these trees were approached, look at the responses they gave. The olive tree said, should I leave my fatness? wherewith by me, they honor God and man. And one of the things that I had said was that, you know, it wasn't just a, in, in quotes, if you look at the statement that was made, it wasn't a canal response. You know, it, they were saying actually through the, this is a gift God has given me that is used to um, bless men and it brings glory to God. So why should I leave what I am doing to come and do something else? Another version of scripture says, um, you know, the way they responded, they said, should I leave so-and-so to come and sway before trees? So even the response of, oh, I should leave this big, important thing I'm doing to just do something as trivial as swaying before trees. And so the trees went over to another tree. And that one also said, you know, the first, the olive said, should I leave my fatness? Then the fig tree said, should I leave my sweetness and my good fruit, um, you know, to be promoted over trees, you know, then onto the vine, they said, come and reign over us. They said, should I leave my wine that cheers God and men, this fantastic, great work that I'm doing to come and promote um, trees? And it's interesting that all of them are talking about trees as if they are not all trees. Do you understand? And at the time we were having this meeting yesterday, um, you know, and I said I hadn't done any research on the bramble, so I couldn't speak much about it. But if you look at the bramble, if you look at the bramble in comparison to these other trees, these other trees were, or they were actually trees. But if you look at the definition of a bramble, a bramble is actually a thorn, you know? So a bramble compared to an olive tree or a palm tree or a fig tree or a vine, is actually nothing. It is actually nothing when it comes to physical appearance. You know, it actually says it's a thorn. Uh, a thorn is something that the scripture also even talks about, you know, thorns and thistles. When you look at the parable of, um, sorry, if you look at the scripture in the book of Proverbs about the vineyard of a lazy man, he says that 
his 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 um, garden was filled with thorns and thistles. So it didn't even really speak of something that was attractive. It didn't speak of something that was admirable. It looked like something that was looked down on and downtrodden. But here we see in scripture that even in the day of the call, even in the day of blessing, even in the day of honor, um, the ones that were expected to arise and say, yes, let us go. The ones that were expected to give the right response and have the right posture and say, yes, let us do this. You know, they were the ones that gave excuses. Yesterday, when PI was teaching, she talked about, you know, the season of Gethsemane or the moment of Gethsemane and how in that time, you know, there is the tendency or the possibility that your strongest men or the ones that must be, you know, that you have worked with for a long time, the ones that you have, um, that, you know, you have relationship with and you have so much expectation for they are the ones that may sleep on you in the day when you expect them to arise to get up to pray you know to partner with you to go to war with you and so jesus christ he looked at his disciples if we look in the book of matthew jesus looked and saw that his disciples were sleeping and he said to peter can you not you know he was surprised that they were sleeping and what he said was can you not tarry with me for an hour and what he says after that is watch and pray. And so watching and praying is a posture that prepares us. Even in the days of, semi, of no seeming activity, it prepares and equips us and you know, braces us for, imp, for the impact of the days that are to come. And in this time, I believe that one of the things that the Spirit of God has been highlighting is the need for men to arise as watchmen, as gatekeepers and intercessors. Watchmen, gatekeepers and intercessors. See, it starts in prayer. It starts in prayer. There's this um, popular song that we we know from childhood here in Nigeria. I don't know if it's common around the world, you know, that says prayer is the key. Prayer is the key. Prayer is the master key. Jesus started with prayer and he ended with prayer. And he says prayer is the master key. When we looked yesterday about the power of the will of man, we understand that God gave us you know, the power, the, the power that God gave to man is his ability to choose. And so God will never manipulate a man's Many people say, oh, if God is God, why? And why does he allow that? It is because he will and surrender his will to the will of God. But for us to be able to, able to submit, for us to be able to walk in holiness, for us to be able to walk in discernment per time and season, it starts with prayer. How do you pray? When do you pray? What is the prayer structure of your life? This morning, I want to challenge us, not just as people that join prayer ring halls, but as watchmen, as gatekeepers and intercessors. It is time for a generation to arise. Recently, the Lord has been speaking to me about the need for prayer for a generation. And he's been highlighting something to me. And I believe that when the time is right, you know, he will give me the liberty to share. And, you know, the first response that I had was, okay, let's create a plan around this. Let's create a plan around that. But I feel, I, I, I know that that's not just what he's saying. It's not about creating a plan and putting something out and holding a meeting. But I believe that the spirit of God is trying to, you know, um, um, bring my, my, bring 
my consciousness to a matter that he's not just speaking about concerning me or concerning, you know, us as a community, but even for a generation at such a time as this. Another thing we saw yesterday in scripture was that it was a time of heightened spiritual activity, but it was a time when men went to sleep. And it's interesting because if you even look at the time, the hour when all of these things were happening, it was actually the time for sleep in quotes. So there are many things that have dulled and dampened our spirits, you know, um, and are conditioned to dampen the spirit of man. We must remember that this is a very pivotal year in the calendar of God and in the calendar of humanity. And one of the things that we know from the teaching of yesterday is when shifts are happening, when the Lord calls a word, we must be conscious even to our physical environment to know what the physical, the global um, shifts are that are happening, you know, and how they align with the will and the word of God in heaven so that it can also be established upon the earth. And so the first thing Jesus Christ, in fact, I looked in that scripture and I saw that Jesus actually prayed for his disciples. That's in the book of John. I believe it's John chapter 17. Jesus took the time and he prayed for his disciples. Then he, first he prayed that God will glorify himself through him. Then he prayed for his disciples. Then he prayed over his will. I tell you, the power that we are looking for is in the place of prayer. I want us to begin, or I want us to continue today and say, Father, I want you to, and I want you to personalize this, you know. Don't pray it religiously. Don't pray because Pastor Stephanie is saying pray it. If you need to write as we speak, write it down, that the Lord will indeed impart you with the spirit of prayer and intercession. The spirit of prayer and intercession. The spirit of prayer and intercession. For you to be able to pray accurately, one of the things that we know about prayer is it's not just about speaking words. It is a strategic, you know, um, 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 time with the Father. It is a time when things are changed. It is a time when things are shifted. It's a time when revelation is released over God's people. And so I want us to pray and say, Father, give me the ability to watch, oh God, and give me the capacity to pray. In the name of Jesus, show me, Lord, how to live a life that is vigilant, oh God, even for your word and for your will per time and per season in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Father Lord, we pray, oh God, for the awakening of our hearts and the awakening of our soul and the awakening of our spirit, man, even in this time, in this time of a shift, oh God, where you are calling us, oh God, to come up Father, in a time, oh God, where promotion is happening, in a time, oh God, where spiritual activity is happening, Father, we pray that in the name of Jesus, that our eyes will not be dulled by sleep. We will not be carried away, oh God, even by the loss, oh God, of the flesh, oh God, and our own lustful appetites, oh God. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray, Spirit of the living God, that you will give us the strength, you will give us the grace, you will give us the capacity and the ability that we need. You will give us the power. As we stay in the place of prayer, give us understanding. Thank uh -huh.
in jesus name we pray amen amen and amen we continue praying we know that you know the things that so some of the things that um may keep us so jesus said watch and pray so watching means to be vigilant and awakened and sensitive in the spirit amongst other things there are things so when the bible tells us to watch and pray it means that there are things that can numb us and there are things that can quicken us and that was why we started by talking about the word of god and the power of the word of god one of the things you must know about the things that you eat is that they determine the strength that you can carry you know it what you eat the people say you are what you eat but you know what you feed yourself with is what gives you capacity and so every time we engage and feast in the word of God what we are doing is we are receiving the strength and the capacity to do the will and the bidding of God and for us to be able to eat the word of God we must pray every time you sit before the word of God how do you begin to engage God's word mm -hmm. do you begin in prayer or do you just start with head knowledge we must be people that are conscious to the move and to the ways and the order of the spirit. The Bible says that the letter killeth, but the spirit giveth life. It is one thing to read your Bible, it's another thing to study scripture. We have to become people once again, if we are going to be builders and people that are able to make the transitions and the necessary journeys with God, we must be people that are able to sit down with the word of God and follow the leading and the order in and of the spirit of God. And so when the Lord begins to call you into a place of more, one of the things that you are required to do is fill yourself up with the word of God. It is a time for you to expand your understanding of scripture. It is a time for you to feast on the word of God like never before. It is a time for you to be intentional about feeling and feeding yourself 
up with the bread of life. I want us to pray this morning concerning our appetites and concerning our tastes and concerning, you know, the things, uh, the desires of our hearts. And I want us to pray and say, Father, let your word be the standard of my life and of my soul. Let your word be that which fills me up and feeds me. Let your word be that which replenishes me and strengthens me. I never want to engage your word, Lord, with my own strength or with the lenses of other people's experiences, except by the leading of the spirit. Let the spirit of God be my compass, O oh God, in the mighty name of Jesus. In this time where you are calling us to arise, O oh God, Father, we pray that in the name of Jesus, us, we will have the right response, the best response to your word, oh God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Bread of life, we invite you into our lives once again, like never before. That you let it be in accordance to your will in the mighty name of Jesus. When I ask of you, God, let it be your word that leads me. Let it be your word that guides me. Let it be your word that directs me in the name of Jesus. Let it be your word, let your word fill me up, oh God, in the name you of replenish us in the name of Jesus. There are people that are consecration that we can and so Father Lord, we pray over the name of Jesus Christ. Help us over to walk and awakening over by the word the awakened by the word of God. Let us be awakened by the word of God that we may give the right response, even in the day of the call, even in the day of action, even in the seasons, O God, Lord, where you have called us to arise and step in, O God, as your ecclesia. In the name of Jesus, and amen and amen praise god and so jesus christ said to them watch and pray the things that keep you in fact um um, um if you remember in genesis after eve ate the fruit the bible says that you know um when, when the serpent was negotiating with her, you know, he said to her that the God, you know, he began to challenge her consecrations. And one of the things he told her was that your eyes will be open and you will begin to see and you will be like God, you know. Um, and so he sold evil to her with a little bit of the good that she knew. And we see how she became awakened by the thing that she had feasted on. So when we are talking about watching and praying, there are many people that are watching. In fact, a generation has coined a term called, you know, being woke and staying, um, and, and staying woke. You know, but what are they really awakened to? It is the thing that you are awakened to that will be your trigger, that will be your anchor, and that will be the light for you. And so we must pray against, um, you know, the things of this world that condition us to take on the wisdom of the world. You know, the things that are justifiable, the factual things, because if we go back to this scripture that we read about the, um, um, the parable of the trees, if you look at the responses that the trees gave, actually, they were not lying. Are you with me? They were not, they were, they were not, what they, they were giving facts. 
the, the, the fig tree said, should I lose my sweetness? It was a valid, in quotes, it was a valid statement because what he had, what he was saying was facts and figures. I have sweetness. I'm already fulfilling a purpose. Why should I bring myself down to this other thing? You know, um, um, the vine also said the same thing. The olive said the same thing. He said, I, will I lose my oil? This honorable thing that I have, why should I bring myself to a lower demoted state, pretty much. And so we see that it is easy for us to get into the flesh and start to look at the things that we have and the things that make us who we are. It could, it, most times it's even the gifts and the blessings that God has given to us that could pose a problem or become a barrier in the day of our blessing, in the day of more. And so we must constantly be awakened to and by the voice of God and the leading of the spirit, the eternal one, because it was him that was present at the time where scriptures were written and he is alive and moving and walking even in today. So things that were probably not put into context back then, he is the context of all contexts. He's the one that is able to give us clear cut directions. We must go past the point of saying things like, oh, does the Bible say or the Bible not say? Discernment, we must arise in it. We must arrive at a point where we know the will of God categorically per time and per season. We must arrive at the point where we know what God is saying, not just for us, but even for our generation, even for our nations, even for our communities. Because a day is coming when your neighbor will come to you and not on your door and ask you for bread what will you say in the day when the bridegroom shows up is that the day we will begin to go out and look for oil we must be prepared and we must be awakened always by the word of god in fact if you look through scriptures Failed or the times when men gave the wrong response, it was either by the things they had eaten or by the state of mind that they had gone into. And so that's why the Bible talks about your appetite, it talks about strong wine, it talks about, you know, these things that are that can easily in this season is something we must fight. I was sharing yesterday, one of the things is saying yes or no, and is that black or white? Is either you are hot or cold? There's no room for being lukewarm. And as I say this, I pray that each and every person that hears these words is able to find themselves and their context, even through what the spirit of God is ministering to his people right now. I pray that your eyes will be open and that your spirit man will be quickened to understand what God is saying, that you will hear the voice of the shepherd and you will understand how to navigate through whatever season that you find yourself in right now, whatever situation and whatever circumstance in the mighty name of Jesus. And so we're going to pray and say, Father, every other thing that I have been awakened to that has kept me in a comfortable, complacent place. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, this morning, I pray that you deliver me. In Jesus' name, because if we even look at the Gethsemane moment, you know, we may look at it and say, okay, but why were they sleeping when Jesus was praying? Um, if you even look at other situations, you know, like it, like when Jesus Christ was on the was on the boat and there was the, this raging storm, what was Jesus doing in the midst of the storm? Jesus was sleeping actually, you know. So it may seem like, okay, but which one is it? 
should we be sleeping? Should we not be sleeping? When should we not? You know, and at that time where they were panicking, it, they looked at Jesus and, they, and I'm sure they must have had other moments like that where they're like, okay, should we go? Should we not go? Which one is it? You know, should we be sleeping now? Should we stay? So I'm sure it wasn't the first time that they were actually falling asleep when they should have been praying or maybe being agitated at it at a time where they should have been resting. I'm sure it was not the first time, but it was such a crucial moment in time. I want us to pray and say, Father, let me not be limited by the strong um, standards and beliefs that I have held onto up until now, you know, because it's easy for us to attain uh, a mindset of arrogance towards the Lord sometimes, and we may not know it. If we look at the comments of um, these trees to um, the trees that had called to them, it may have seemed like, oh, they were proud. You know, when we are reading, we are like, how can the tree have said, oh, you want me to leave water? Because that's the message that it is giving off. But we are the ones that are seeing it that way. Maybe the response to the, the trees actually gave, maybe they just said, ah, I'm sorry, I can't really help you right now. Maybe it wasn't even dismissive in quotes, but it was the you know, it was what was communicated. It revealed the state of their hearts. So sometimes pride does not even show up as pride in itself. It may come as false humility. You know, so maybe they were saying, ah, okay, I'm already satisfied with what I'm doing. Thank you so much for the opportunity, so and so. I remember there was a time Pierre was talking about, um, she was talking about, um, you know, Cain and Abel. And she was saying that when we look at the scripture now, what we hear is, ah, you know, Cain saying to the Lord, when God said, where is your brother? And he said, how will I know? Am I my brother's keeper that look at the arrogance? But really, maybe Cain's response at the time was, oh God, I tried my best. You know, when we get into that place where we are defending and bringing up cases to justify why we haven't done what we should have done. That's it. That's the point where pride comes in. That's the point that we must be very careful of. And that is why we must always be governed by the spirit of God so that we do not make silly and childish responses in the day where we must stand up in maturity. Look at the way Adam answered. He said, oh God, is the woman that you gave me. We look at it and we say, oh my God, how could Adam have said that? But maybe he was even saying it from that place of, ah, God, what will I do? It was what I had. I tried it, but look at the servant in the parable of the talents. When his master came, we look at it and say, ah, he was so arrogant. How could he? But maybe even the way that he communicated it must have been saying, ah, my master, boy, you know, I tried my best. I didn't have too much. It's the little that I have. Hearing it from a canal and from a fleshly standpoint, you would want to empathize with that person. Look at the story of the fig tree. The Bible actually said that it was not the season for figs. It did not need to have fruit. So the fig tree not having fruit, the disciples were surprised. Not that, but Jesus was like, mm -mm, you don't care. And we must pray. This morning I woke up and garrison my heart and heal my soul. Because I woke up and there was just this, you know, when there is um, a call to prayer and there is just an agitation and anxiety. And I felt a certain agitation and anxiety towards something. And you know, immediately in my strength, I was trying to, I was, I was tempted to continue to do something in my own power, but immediately I just saw that 
once again, I'm standing in regarding moments of life where I can either reach for the tree of life or I can reach for the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, the tree of what I consider to be good, to judge the evil that has been placed before me. And immediately I went into the place of prayer and I said, God, guard my soul, garrison my heart, heal my soul, oh God. You see, as we continue to fill and feed ourselves with the word of God, that is how we are empowered to stand and stand even in the day of evil and the day of our testing. So our prayer for watching and praying really and truly is not just a prayer that we make at one point in time. At every point in time, we must understand that the vigilance is a continual and consistent posture. And it is when you are vigilant that you are able to discern. And that was why at the end of the day, after all was said and done, it was a bramble that was chosen over the seeming um, the seeming honorable things, the one that was despised, the one that was downtrodden, the one that was not really looked upon with honor and respect. He was chosen. Why? Because he had the right response. The response did not come at the time and in that moment that he was asked to be the, the, the king of the trees. That response must have come from times and seasons of prayer, consecration, fasting and I'm we're talking about a tree but you know we're actually talking about ourselves because the bible has um the bible shows us through scriptures how men and man is you know um, um likened to trees the bible talks about um you know the god-fearing man in someone and says he's like a tree that is planted by the rivers of of, of living water and so when we're talking in context of trees we're actually talking about ourselves we're talking about humanity and this was just a parable as we know. And so I pray that in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, that the Lord will empower us. The Lord will help us. I pray that we will not respond according to the doctrines of this world. I want us to pray that the Lord will um, give us the ability to rise up again in the areas and the places where we have fallen or where we have missed our way. That the Lord will even give us the humility, um, give us the ability to walk in humility, to be able to admit when we have gotten things wrong, to be able to rise up and say, okay, this thing I have done, it doesn't serve this time and it doesn't serve this season of my life anymore. It has been great up until now. This blessing has served me for so long, but indeed this is a season for something different. Father Lord, we pray that in the mighty name of Jesus, we will not be limited by system standards and structures of the past, the things that have empowered us in the past, but now tend to be a burden and a barrier for advancement into the future. We pray, oh God, that in the name of Jesus, I hope someone is praying this morning. Deliver us, O God, from self-righteousness. Deliver us, O 
Lord, from false humility. Deliver us, O God, from the spirit of pride. Deliver us, O God, from every form of arrogance. Deliver us, O God, in the name of Jesus. As we fast, as we wait on you, let the we bring them before you, we submit and surrender them to you. May it never be about me, O Jehovah God, in the name of Jesus. in Jesus name we pray amen in Jesus name in Jesus name um so some of the things that I want us to take away with us from today in fact the main focus for today is a call to heightened prayer intercession and vigilance in the spirit and um one of the things that was touched on yesterday, you know, was that in a moment and a season like this, it is a time of heightened angelic and spiritual encounters. Not so that we can have another or be boastful about, oh, I saw an angel, you know, I had this encounter. In fact, people that have that mindset, I wonder if they really have such encounters. You know, the reason there's always a purpose and there's always order in God's kingdom, you know, and so the purpose for which God will release his angels and give us the opportunity to have spiritual encounters with him is because there is a need for empowerment, encouragement, and capacity for the days that are and the days that are ahead. And so in a time of, for us to be able to receive so freely from God, we must um, be clear of every form of anger, bitterness, you know, all of these setbacks um, that will hold us bound. Every, In fact, yesterday, the Lord started speaking to me about iniquity and how we know that iniquity is the propensity to do evil, you know, and so we must constantly pray over our hearts and keep watch over our hearts so that there is no um, broken hedge or pathway or leadway for the enemy to rear his head or walk into, um, um, you know, the, the gates of our lives. And so one of the things we must take with us is that we cannot get carried away by the things that are not going according to our plan in this season. And one of that is even 
you know, uh, the disappointment of men and people. Because at the end of the day, this ministry, this work, this um, is, is all about fellowship and working with God's people. So there'll be times where we walk in alignment, you know, and there'll be times of maybe disagreement, but we must remember that God has called us to be peacemakers. We are children of God. And so we must show that we are children of God by our ability and our, I would say, our swiftness to make peace, even in times of war. And so I say this to encourage us and even myself, don't hold on to bitterness. Don't try to justify something that is not serving God's will or God's purpose in this time and in this season. Don't be too hard hearted to take on to, you know, to turn from that thing that you think um, um, is justifiable. Be quick to repent. Be quick to consider the ways of God. Be quick to hear the voice of God concerning a matter. And if at all, for any reason, pray. Jesus Christ actually took the time and prayed for his disciples. He prayed for them, you know, and so we must pray for, and P.I. mentioned this yesterday, we must pray even for our supporters, our people, our family, our community, our destiny helpers, that they will not sleep in the time when they should be awake. And even if it happens, we will not be quick to dismiss the people that God has actually called us to. We will with the people that he has called to us in this season of our lives that we will not hold on to grudges we will not walk in childishness we will not walk in deceit because deceit the spirit of deceit remember from the teachings of um how to deal with the spirit of the serpent we understand that the serpentine spirit is actually one of deceit so it's something that will make you feel as if if you follow your emotions you will always justify whatever um, um you know decision you arrive at so we cannot be emotional beings in this season of our lives and that is why we must pray i pray that in the name of jesus we will not make carnal emotional decisions that would disqualify us in the mighty name of Jesus, that everything that the Lord has proposed and intended for us, every journey that he has called us to make in 2023, we will make it at the right time and at the right season. In the name of Jesus, we will not miss our timing. We will not miss our chances. We will not miss the visitation of God. And we will not be hardened to the voice and the sound of the spirit in the name of Jesus. And so, Father, we thank you. We thank you, King of glory, for grace. We thank you for the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ that is ever freely given to us, always available for us. And we cash into your grace today. We cash into that capacity today. We cash into your strength today as we lay down that which we have known yesterday and take off the garment of the old Lord. We take on the new. We take on new wisdom. We take on new mercies. We take on new graces. We take on new capacity today in the name of Jesus to keep on pressing, to keep on following, to keep on walking after your footsteps, Lord Jesus, 
in the mighty name of Jesus. I pray, oh God, for heightened sensitivity over everyone in this room. I pray, oh God, that you will give us the heart, oh God, to even embark on a true fast in the mighty name of Jesus. Every engagement that we go on, Lord, even in this time with you and with your spirit, oh God. Father, Lord, we pray that it will not be one that is born out of religion, oh God, but Father, of love and understanding in the mighty name of Jesus. We will no longer see our calling as just fulfilling an obligation, but we will grow and we will, will be strengthened as sons that have understanding, my God, in the mighty name of Jesus. And so, Father, we thank you. We give you praise. We say, blessed be your holy name, Abba. For in Jesus' precious name, we pray. Amen. And amen. 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 Praise God. Hallelujah. God bless you all. Um, I apologize once again for the power situation and the Wi-Fi that kept kicking me out. But um, we thank God for how he has led us this morning. And let's continue to stay in prayer. We're fasting this season. Please do all that you can to stay in the fast. Don't make it a weight loss program. Don't start watching the time. You know, the way that you are able to engage properly in a fast is when you are praying and staying in scripture. So this is a season where you fill and fill yourself up with the word of God and you stay in prayer and the Lord will give you the grace and the strength. He will give you the food of angels, even as you stay in this place of spiritual engagement in Jesus' precious name. Have an amazing day. I love you all. And I will see you same time tomorrow. Bye. Thank you. Thank you.